0: Hey there, friends! It's Renee here at the Rosie Hour podcast, and today, you know what's happening: two more dove guests. First up, the owners, husband and wife duo of Air Sense, Shanae and Oz, and the amazing, fabulous, talented winemaker himself, Malik of Vice Wines.
1: Pew, 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 pew. Everybody, dream about! saying. Rose, so we sipping rose. We're gonna sip rose, rose, sipping rose. Baby girl, she don't play, don't play. So we sipping rose. We're gonna sip rose. That rose hour, baby. Hey there, Welcome to the rose hour podcast. This is your co host, bartender rose. Ben, and I'm here with the real host. Renee J Johnson. Hey, it's me.
0: It's me. It's me. It's me. It. That was weird. I've never heard you do hey, that. Yeah,
1: hey, <laughs> hey, I threw you for a loop this morning.
0: Yeah, because I was like, wait, I usually
1: say that. I, I know. I know.
0: Look at you trying to take control of the show. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm supposed to say hey, still.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Hey! I okay, I just had to get my haze out. And
1: there you go, get it out, get a pew 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 in there. Pew pew pew. So what are we, what are we doing today? You know, who we talking to? What are we sipping on? All that. We need to know. know.
0: Yes. Yeah. So we have two amazing guests today on the show. Um, we have a husband and wife duo. Who are they? Oh, my God. Oz and Shanae. They are so awesome. They actually were from the Maryland area and moved to Miami and created their own business. It's really cute.
1: Man, let me just move from the Maryland area. <laughs> oh, <No>, Lord. <laughs> to Miami. I'm about to get up out. Here. i'm gonna see y'all in a little
0: bit well it was actually raining because they were having one of those like random
1: rainstorms that were coming in that's cool i, I would i would stand in the rainstorm in miami right now oh lord i'll would, I would be out there singing in the rain like a i saw night you
0: and him standing in the rain is that what you'll be doing
1: nah you just see me Stand in the rain because I will go to Miami. I gotta get up out of here. I need a vacation, y'all. Can somebody start a GoFundMe so I can go on vacation? Oh Lord, stop it. Can we do that? Stop it. So our second
0: our second (laughs) guest is the owner of Vice Wines Malik. And that's actually what we are sipping on today.
1: Brother, I love you and your wine is amazing. Yeah. I just want you to know that from me to you. We love your wine. We love the bottling. We love the designs on the wine. I know it's one, the rosé I love because one, is strong. And two, you have these little images, icons that depicts different vices. And I think that is really, really, really dope. because branding is amazing. And I can't wait to hear his interview.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what's so cool about him? He is from Morocco. Um, And, you know, all those Black small business wine company lists. He was like, I'm I'm not on them. Uh I was like, you know what? That's kinda crazy because you are definitely doing your thing. Your wine is so amazing and like yeah you should definitely be on the list like why weren't you but a little bit about Vice Wines it's uh, based out of Napa Valley and it's a luxury wine brand made in small batches and each batch is crafted from simple uh, single grapes virudels sourced from hand selected vineyards the best express the grape viral, and the region that it comes from the Vice Wine is a result of passionate labor sustainable farming a long expertise of the wine industry a current understanding of the consumer's trend it's a personal brand and it isn't about overindulgence but appreciation for tradition and new practices alike and we sample pretty
1: much all Otherwise, <laughs> every single one of their collection.
0: Yeah. And the rose that you're speaking of, Ben, with sort of like all of the like little, like there's like a marijuana leaf, there's a car, there's like a dress, there's a shoe, there's a panda. It has all of these things on it. And essentially, it's supposed to highlight the different vices that people have. And so, it is actually uh, the Vice Savion Blanc Rosé, which is a 2019 limited edition vice. Damn. Bum, bum,
1: bum. It is so delish. Yeah. Get it before it's gone. Limited edition. Yeah, and it, it has... it be around much longer.
0: Yeah, and it has notes of passion fruit, gro- gooseberry, and pomelo. It's good.
1: Man, what is the alcohol content in? Oh, I forgot.
0: (laughs) I I I know it's pretty high. I
1: wanna say it's at least twelve five. Twelve point five percent.
0: Well, we'll hear about it in the interview. Stay tuned. Dun dun dun. Man. Well, I know everybody wants to know what are we gonna talk about today because we usually talk about, you know, a particular issue going on and something that's happening in the world and like Michael Jackson it like we wanna change the world.
1: I know I do. This world is Jack.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, I. But I wanted to talk about something fun because this week has been whack. I mean from the Republican convention talking about Trump is great, parading black people like he's the second coming
1: of Jesus. I have a question, man. Where did he find these black people to be doing that? Man. Vernon
0: Jordan. I'm like, yo, Vernon.
1: Bruh, you 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 use your whole life for this one moment and now look what you look like.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like dude, you were you were what did you sell out for <laughs>
1: right, yeah. Like, What was the cost What did
0: you get Like Did okay. you get a new car right, can Did we... you get a stake in, Like some sort of like Monetary Like a, right. like stock right. in, in
1: Trump Towers Like what What did you get Vernon What was the cost For your soul brother And that's another question Maybe that's what we talk about What is the cost For people Black, white Martian Whatever To sell your soul to something That you know Ooh. That you're not really related to what is you know? What does it cost?
0: I think for me there isn't one, and like I actually have been put in compromising situations um, where I could have monetarily won, but I feel like my character of who I am, I'm like nah.
1: I mean, is it a point where you can just kind of like flaw out like that and then bounce back years later, kind of fly on the radar? He's like, right, I don't remember who she was, but you know, you had that bag though. Is it opportunity? I feel like paid. a lot of
0: people have done that right but also i feel like with that like the price you pay isn't necessarily as high for other people right because like there's different prices so like the value of okay well i didn't embezzle money you know and and transfer to switzerland or anything but maybe i made someone lose their job You know, like there's different ways that people could win that make other people lose that basically they're sold their soul. Because it's like, I mean, the lady that uh, said Emmett Till raped her or whistled at her. Excuse me, I said raped because (laughs) this is a country we live in today where I just. (laughs) That's coming again soon because we did see that actually with some football players uh, that actually did not rape a young lady, which I'm not going further into any of that because it's this whole this whole analogy just uh went left with me but you get what i'm saying people have lied (laughs) people have lied to gain something and some of them have paid a higher price than others
1: so you're saying when you sell your soul it comes you know it's, it's what depend, D.O.E. Depending on your experience And, uh, and, and your weight
0: Yeah It depends on what that What that right. is Going to be I guess Because like Also too Like you know And like I'm one of those people That like I can't sleep If I know something Is wrong Like my conscience Is like Girl
1: Yeah I am the same way Yeah When things are weighing Heavy on your mind
0: yeah and it's kind of like I think that's why my soul the cost of it is like nah I can't do it
1: I don't know man but I mean for the people who do like for Kanye like how much does it costs for Kanye's soul right now
0: man I think Kanye's on, right soul on. is going for free right now for free I think he's not getting anything out of this I don't think he's winning anything if anything he thought he
1: was well I mean that's the whole point of selling out right this illusion to think that you're winning mm, all that's or losing, and you're helping sink on other people's ships too because you're selling out a population of people. But, you know, I think when you're going to acquire the services of a sellout, you have to look at a few factors, you know, into determining how, you know, your ROI on that investment. Mm-hmm. Hey, how big is their platform? Can they reach a lot of people?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, do
1: they have a lot of influence? You know, have they developed a platform for themselves that you can leverage and, and, and manipulate? Mm. You know, so now you got to sell out. You're like, all right, bet. So, yeah, Kanye's soul may go, you know, way higher than those two black chicks that were, uh, that are Trump supporters that be always on TV. Silken diamond Right, them. Right. They, they you know, they so probably go for 750 <laughs> 750 750 What was it? What was it? <laughs> $38. <29. laughs>
0: dollars do, 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 do. $45,000 or something <laughs> <laughs> Anyway right. But no I think I think to your point You know And I didn't think about Like what does that person Think it's the illusion Right it's the That's what they think That they're gaining When actually they're Really really losing Which is why the impact Of what they did Is so
1: usually tumultuous. It's it's worse because It's more so It's almost like A suicide bomb Yeah you, you know you run into A crowd of your own people that's that. I mean, that's the equivalent of a of a sellout, especially to a a population of people who's trying to um, get back what was taken.
0: <laughs> and the <laughs> words know. of a a great Baptist spiritual: "Take back what the devil stole from me."
1: Right. Yes. But when you have uh, devils in your own wall and they steal it from you, while you try to just get back the stuff that was stolen from you, it makes to it makes the task a little bit more arduous.
0: Yeah. I. You know what I want to do? I, I hope someone out there, and I, I know like Blavity or some other uh, Black news reporting uh, paper may do this, but would love to see a mashup of all the Black speakers from the Republican convention and like dispel all the facts. Hopefully the Biden-Harris campaign will do that. And yes, we are team Biden-Harris. We have to be.
1: I mean, is there another <laughs> is there another team? Is there another team to play for?
0: Yeah. It's sort of like, hey guys. Um
1: I feel like this is like He-Man versus Skeletor or something. This yeah. is like a, <laughs> you know, Decepticons versus the the Autobots. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a real clash right here that um
0: And although people love the Decepticons, like I am too a Decepticon fan. Um, I mean, their logo went harder, you know?
1: I ain't gonna lie. The villains from cartoons from my childhood went harder.
0: Yeah, like so. Ursula, like, yo, she was a businesswoman. Can we be real about that?
1: That is true. She signed a contract, Ariel, trying to go back to some new millennial generation Z stuff.
0: Like, you should read the writing, Ariel. And if you, your father is the king. There should have been some sort of attorney you could have accessed. Like a confidant You know You have You have the ability And the wealth To to do that
1: But on top of that right She shouldn't be Even doing Back alley deals With people anyway When your father's a king I think you just need To stop being a spoiled brat And listen up And and, you know Yeah
0: Ariel really made me mad As a kid Because I was like I love The Little Mermaid But it wasn't for Ariel It was for Ursula
1: Yeah I mean You know My favorite villain Of all time Ooh. My man Skeletor. Yeah. So, and the reason why I love Skeletor, right, he always had these witty zinger one-liners, right? And two, Skeletor always had some cool shit. Like, he always had, like, the purple and gold. Like, you knew he was about to ride on your set. You saw that purple and gold ride up, and you saw Beast <laughs> Man hop out with the trap jaw. You're like, man, they about to get busy. You know what I'm saying? I always thought that, you know, Skeletor had it rough because he, man, would cheat in those cartoons. And when I was watching it as a kid, like, my dad was sitting watching cartoons with him. My dad was, like, this older guy that, you know, he's, like, the black version of Red off the 70s show. Mm. So, you know, he's just sitting in a recliner I'm watching cartoons. He's like, how the hell can he do that?
0: That sounds like my dad. <laughs> so,
1: so, my dad's like, that's bullshit. There's no way that he could, you know, blow a, a meteor out of the sky and, and hit Skeletor's thing or it was whatever. directly on the right? head. I mean, it just, and, and then, you know, but as a kid, I was like, dad, you're just a hater, you know? Yeah. yeah it's cool. But, you know, over the years, I look back, like now as a grown adult, you see it from his vantage point. I, I see it from Skeletor. I'm like, damn, man. He just... Look, he just wanted to ride on He-Man one-on-one. He-Man always had his homeboys hop in. So, like, you know, Skeletor had to get his crew because, like, he was like, man, I'm, I'm going to get you, He-Man. I'm like, I would like to know the backstory behind they beef.
0: Yeah, they never talk about that right. in the cartoons. Like, it's like we just started... Life. Like, first episode is, like, you're introduced to the villain and not, like... Hey, they were best friends in third grade, and then right. like someone saw their lunch money getting it stolen, it and the the villain didn't stick up. And from then on, like they never give a backstory. It's first episode. We
1: have to take them out, right? And I mean, you know, I think a segment I want to launch. We've been talking about it is um how He Man cartoons explain real life. Um, there's a lot of references to real life that I think could be explained through He Man cartoons. I think that's funny. Another cool cartoon villain
0: Mm.
1: Cobra Commander
0: Uh, I didn't want to get into
1: it G.I. Joe was like that you probably didn't get into it because it was like some guy stuff sorry I mean you know it was G.I. Joe Mm. but Cobra Commander had the cool ass red Cobra you knew that was covered. Hey, they was covered with like phazon, ion cannons, and all that weird.
0: Yeah, it'd be like they had like a a, a, a trumpet or something playing or something when they'd come out, and like man. it'd be like thousands of them. And it's like, where is your recruitment, Cobra? Like-
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> man, and like I, I'm, no, I'm a I'm a villain fan. Sorry, I loved his right hand man, Destro, mm-hmm. the way he would talk to Corporal Commander. Corporal Commander. The Iron Beam is ready. Ah, thank you, Destro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> damn, I, I I love it. Okay, so
0: my other favorite, I think you know who this is going to be, villain. Mother Flocken. Yes, Mother Flocken, because you have to give her an adjective before. Who is she? Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille all she wanted was the a, a coat and like i feel like that could have been you know handled differently
1: i mean i think there's some villains that just you know they take it out of context and like they're misunderstood right i think she's one i mean i think so but i mean i'm talking about a true villain like they woke up on the wrong side of the bed from day one and they ready about it and like man you know what? i'm gonna call some mayhem he man over there we riding. Um, let me go to this other dimension and get me a monster real quick and we're going to ride on their set.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think like for Corella DeVille, right? Mm-hmm. She wanted a coat. I feel like the family could be like, listen, Corella.
1: She wanted we, a coat of dogs, though, right?
0: I, I get it. And that's what I'm like, it could have been, it's it's misguided, right? Her, her desire was misguided. Why not get her into fox fur or fox dog? Like, but I think
1: at a certain point in your life, especially or foe as people call it, you know, Corella Deville was a, a much older, mature lady.
0: She was a little cuckoo for cuckoo Puffs.
1: But I, I mean, I think that really, you know, illustrates the point that you know. At, at, you know, she's probably in her 50s, 60s, I right? think she was like a good 70. Okay, 70. So uh, after 70 years on this earth, I'm pretty sure she's been, with the life that she lived, was introduced to, you know, maybe a chinchilla, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some good mink or something. And she said, you know what? I prefer dog fur. Out of all the animal I have tried and previewed, this suit is the." <laughs> The, I mean
0: But like this That's the thing
1: right Misguided Right All they had to do Was be like Let's But I think that she Already had made a determination That she did not Want A mink Or a fox She wanted dog She wanted Dalmatian coat I mean, you know
0: I, mean? I mean cause like The coat that she wore that, that fur coat She already had I think it was made out of foxes
1: right, She was trying to upgrade it <laughs> Try to get a little poodle on <laughs> it was Dalmatians, fool. Whatever, <laughs> hundred and one of them. <laughs> right, Spot. Try get them. Spotty. I mean,
0: listen, I am not with animal cruelty. I just feel like she was just misguided. Like she, so you she get needed that dog to, coat. No, no dog coats. But you, you know, don't get, you just, don't get one for it. no, thank you. It. <laughs> so we started off with the RNC and ended up with Corillaville. That lets you know that this whole world is definitely on its last axis
1: <laughs> and I love it I'm here to see it all burn up
0: well I don't want to burn but I want I want the world to be a better place like we said and yeah. you know it's just funny how we can find a little humor in some of the things that are less humorous right now
1: da-dum, da-dum, I really da-dum. love Cobra Commander man well no whoops. one ever did anyone ever see his face You're just a metal face Dude with a cool logo.
0: Well, and that's also like, um, who was it? Optimus uh, Prime? No, no. Uh, the guy, the, Megatron. The Megatron. You never saw his face.
1: What you mean he did? Yeah, he had a face. He was a pistol. Remember back in the day, he was a pistol. Nowadays, I don't know. They make him whatever. But in the cartoons back in the day, he was a pew pew pew. He was a gun. Megatron was oh. like a forty five or something.
0: Well, then okay. I, here we go, Inspector Cadget.
1: Doctor Claw.
0: You never. He would
1: just be like ah 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 with the cat. Next time, gadget.
0: And he would just zoom off. Okay, we have gone into too many cartoons, which should be what you guys do: ben, watch, binge watch some cartoons and drink some rosé.
1: Boom. It's, it's life for your mind, really. You can kind of like tune in, tune out, you know. But it, it's good to uh, clean your palate level little all of the stuff that we see in the world
0: well and yeah. all those cartoons have lessons right. so therefore if we watch more cartoons we
1: will learn more lessons yeah we learn like to look both ways when we cross the street um, don't talk to strangers which is very very dangerous <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah, uh, that's why we're in a lot of situations right. and stranger danger is real mm-hmm. well I guess some of our vices that we have are cartoons and villains
1: and wine rosé
0: rosé so I'm excited about our interviews our first one Oz and Shanae a couple from Miami which we talked about they have an air freshener business super
1: dope hey you know what's also cool about this interview guess what I'm on it too. It's you know, hey, it's a special guest. I'm a special guest for interview, so you can hear me talk my stuff. All right, right, come on, man. Let's let's go ahead and cut this so we can talk about. We wasted too much time. All right,
0: here's the first interview. Pew 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 pew. pew. friends, it's Renee and... Hey, it's
1: me. You <laughs> <laughs> <It's
0: bartender Ben. laughs> made me cough, y'all. Oh, it's Bartender ben. 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 Yes. And today, <laughs> good Lord, good Lord. Today hey. we're here with a husband and wife, d- dynamic, power couple that own a business that I think a lot of people never really thought of as like a business, <laughs> but like we all use it. It's super helpful. It makes you feel so amazing. It's like essential oils, but in your car, they have incense. They're just super dope. The amazing owners, (laughs) Shanae and Oz, of
2: Air Sense. Yay! Hey, everybody! Pew, pew, pew! Pew, 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 pew! pew.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She did it. I love
0: it. I love it. You just made my day.
2: Oh, I told you, I listened to a couple. I said, we can, I can, I can do this. We yes, can do this. Yes, yes. Well,
0: we, <laughs> we are delighted to have you guys here. And this is the first time we actually had bartender Ben and one of the interviews, like talking. Right. Usually Ooh. he's
2: tracking. <laughs>
1: right. It's, yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's a new, it's a new year. It's a great day. Right. You know, it's right, your birthday. Right.
1: Happy
0: hey. earth day. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. He's seventy two. No, Joe Oh my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how old I am. Yeah. I well, stopped, it don't, it don't even matter. You right. made
0: it another year. Yes. Well, Perfect. we are so excited that Shanae and Oz, you guys have joined us today uh wanna know we, we really want to just jump into it and like get to know you guys. So how did you guys meet and create a business together?
2: Mm-hmm. um well we met a, a long time ago you know actually it's funny we met uh in 711 um getting money orders to pay rent so yes come on, please. but unfortunately he (laughs) broke the money order machine getting his so I had to go somewhere else but we didn't see but when I went back to my apartment building little behold it's him going inside the rental office and then as he comes out he's trying to talk to me I'm like hey can I just go pay my rent and like we talk after this and I thought he would leave when I came out but he was still there ooh persistent So um, we kind of exchanged numbers and then been inseparable since. Uh, So that's kind of that story on how we met. It's pretty kind of, you know, typical. But AirSense got started a year ago in the making. Um, We actually decided we were tired of living in Maryland and wanted to start our own business. We didn't know what we wanted to do, but we knew that we wanted to do a business of our own. Um, so we decided to move from D.C., well, Maryland um, area, to Miami. Uh, instead of getting a U-Haul, we drove in our car. So we drove up and down 95 for like two weeks straight, like wow. back and forth, moving all of our things. I mean, it was crazy. But the one thing that we noticed, like stopping at every rest stop, um, every gas station, that the only car air fresheners you saw were the little trees, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, just one random night. I'm like, hey, like, where are the other air fresheners? And then we were just like, who makes them? So, um, you know, we kind of just did a little research, didn't really find much of anything. And then um, once we got down here to Miami, we actually found a job at a printing company. And so we thought of the idea of maybe, hey, can you print air fresheners, like what they do? And we did a little research found some paper, found some ink, and that's what you see today, those little freshener guys. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're we're doing that. That's kind of how we got into that. We didn't really know where we were going with it, but we just knew that was kind of the, the thing. And then, you know.
0: Well, and that's so cool because like you saw a need, right? Just casually. It was like, well, this is the only brand. It's like toilet paper, right? Like, people right, don't right. realize that there's more than Charmin until you, like, well, pandemic. And you're like, oh, where's the Angel <laughs> And Not then right. now it's like, well, are there any black companies or Latinx uh, companies or Asian companies that make toilet paper? And it's the same thing, sort of what you guys discovered. It's like, who, who does it? Right.
3: What? And,
2: the, and so, so the, the, the outside of that is we make our own incense sticks. Like, he used to buy them all the time. Like, he would go to we do to go to like the little smoke shops or like the corner stores and get um the incense sticks so we just decided like why not make our own like we never know what the scent is on the stick it always has a name but it's like what is it
0: yeah and um, it's always like something like
2: magical unicorns. And it's like, what the heck does a magical unicorn smell like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's really hard to, like, you're like, this isn't what I was thinking. I just wanted something more relaxing. This is like cotton candy. What is this? Right. So we were like, well, we have our own favorite scent. So between using diffusers and everything, we were like, well, why don't we try dipping our own sticks? And so... That's how we came up with our custom incense sticks. So, like, the ones that you all have, we sent you all, actually, our rose scent.
0: Yes. Um, We just burned
2: them yesterday, and they are so good. We still smell them right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, That is so—that was our goal, to be like, you know, you always go, and you don't know who makes them, where they come from, and but we love them. And, you know, there's so many of us who love to meditate. We just love to have— our homes smell like different things for our different moods. So yes. that was the thing, and we knew that the essential oils we were already using smelled good. So the air fresheners, it's the same thing, you know, just in your car now. Yes, mm-hmm. and we definitely are
0: going <laughs> to enjoy the scent as we're driving today to a surprise location for Bartender Ben's birthday. Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> oh, help you, help you, oh. That's going to be so
0: fun. Oh, <laughs> so I know Barton Ben has a quick question for you guys Because he's whole, really into like the whole entrepreneurship and. She knows
1: exactly where I'm going I know, I know go, exactly ahead go. go ahead and go Go ahead and get Okay Well, when you started your business What was the first step? Oh Like you thought about it you like, okay, we're going to do You know, these air fresheners What was the first thing you did after that? After you had the idea?
3: Uh, I would say we we came up with the shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we came up with the shape. And uh, once we came up with the shape, then the first legal thing we did was we got a trademark.
1: Mm. So you trademarked but, the shape yeah.
3: and the name. The name and the shape we okay. trademarked.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You guys got so, a little
0: chime on that because uh, trademarking is real.
1: And it's a part of ownership <laughs> as well, you know, owning yeah. all your businesses, likenesses and, and, and intellectual property. Definitely. Yeah. So what else yeah. happened? What happened after that? What was the next step? How'd you do so, it?
2: So so after we, you know, thought of like the shape, you know, it just became into, well, what's going to make ours, you know, stand out? Like what? I mean, of course, that's what the shape came into, which came into the whole specialty. So if you ever seen me type it or seen it online, you know, we have the word special hyphen T for the reference of a t-shirt. Mm. Um, so that was important for us because, you know, in our community, when it comes to us, we love a fresh t-shirt. Absolutely, mm. We will put mm. anything on a shirt. We got a job, we got a cause, we have a purpose, anything. We're going to get in shirts made. Yes. And that's just what we, you know, we've done. So that was something that we decided to make our specialty. So from that, we thought of we needed a name. We needed a name that was going to be, you know, strong. Like what? What was going to make? Like we couldn't just say we have car fresheners. I mean, we could, but that's it. it doesn't make you make you want to jump in your car, you know? All right. right. So, we ra-
3: <laughs> so we tried to raise the bar and uh, go more towards like royalty. So, mm. so, so you know, so. When our people see it, they instantly think air sense, but that's not what it is. It, it's more uh, 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 the air to the throne.
2: We yeah. we were looking, we were looking to come and take over the car air freshener like thing. Uh, the thing that you knew before was the little trees, and right. that's everywhere. Like that's we wanted to take over that, like put something else different. Put what we like. Like what is a tree? We want, you know. Other things like our business, for example, like you all have it, you know. Now you have a car air freshener with your your business on it, your name. Like that's Im- important to me to I see my name in, in life So, so
1: it's like, in the car. yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> and
0: and and, I, and that's to your point, like right? It's we you usually see the tree, right? And it's symbolic, mm-hmm, right? Yes. Even if you can't read, like little kids know. Because it's the tree that dangles from the wind, you know, the rear view mirror. Since
1: I was five. Right. And so to
0: see a different object shape, right, with a scent that's more familiar, more pleasing. I mean, yeah. why? Yes. Take over the market. Get get these trees out of here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, So, yeah, that was our first thing. And then, I mean, of course, after that, Our biggest thing was how can we give back to our community? How can we not only make money ourselves? Mm -hmm. And then we got into the custom aspect of it. So we decided to just find other businesses who either wanted to, one, promote your business on advertising that makes sense. You know, it'll last longer than a business card. Some people might throw it away. Some might put it in their pocket. But an air freshener, people are like, I got to at least keep this for a week or And it adds value
3: both ways um, to add value.
2: So and then we thought about, well, then also from that, like maybe people just like we have resell them, you know, Um, and you can make, you know, almost five times what you put into it, depending on how many you buy at a time. So for us, it was like we're making money, but we're also allowing you to make money as well. And you will sell your business harder than we can. So, of course, you're gonna to want to sell something that's yours, got your logo on it, it has you on it. Like you're gonna push for that. So, it was a it was a kind of a, a easy thing for us on that part. So that was kind of the the step after the the name was what can we do to make us, you know, be different. Yeah,
3: and add, and add value at the same time.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I like the fact that like you know. You know how, like, real estate agents, they give you, like, the the refrigerator magnet with the information on it?
3: Yes, yeah. So it's, like,
1: always in your face, like, hey, if I ever want to yes. sell this house, I know the guy I'm going to. You know, it's kind of like you have yep. the same reinforcement with the air freshener. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you get in the car, if you give this out as a marketing, you know, tool, as a business, it keeps your business in people's face because they're always in their car. People are always Absolutely. driving around. So I think this is a very ingenious invention, and I hope you guys do take over these trees because we don't need them anymore.
0: We
2: don't need
1: these yeah. trees. You know, we, we don't. don't. Our, our motto. Moder- <laughs> we need our own thing. We just
3: need our own thing. Yes, sir. Our, yes, our yes,
2: motto sir. is, you know, contact AirSense for your car freshener needs because we don't F with the little trees, okay? Like ah. so hey. just- <laughs>
1: Straight hey. like that. I so,
2: love guys. it.
1: I have another question really quick. So outside of <laughs> the air fresheners that you hang from the uh, rear view mirror do you offer any other types of uh, car freshener scents for vehicles
0: yeah like so they have incense in the car fresheners is there instead of the dangly ones you know how like now people are doing the clip ones and all that are you guys looking into going into that and, and
1: sprays yeah that stuff.
2: like expanding
0: the brand if you will
2: so yeah so outside of the car air fresheners of course we have the incense sticks for at home Um, And then we also, and then our car air fresheners is also dubbed as office space fresheners Mm -hmm. and, you know, closet fresheners. But, um, yes, we do have a couple of other ideas that we want to expand. One of them would be a spray, which we would call our air spray, you know, go. Um, We do want to also have our brand because people love our oils that we do have. And we, you know, we thought of, well, why not? maybe think about it. So it's something we definitely have in the in the box. Um you know everybody have to stay tuned for that. And then there is other we do want to do all things air, you know, scents. For yeah. example, we've been asked about carpet deodorizers. Mm. Um, we've been asked about uh uh, like the little, like those wet sticks, the ones that you can just set up in a little kind of like a like a vase, if you will, and just kind of let the sticks dry out. You know, the ones that absorb yeah. the, um, the bamboo sticks. We've been asked about that, actually. Um, so that and then there's also one other project I want to work on um, because so many people made fun of, well, not made fun of, but mispronounced our, bi- mispronounced our business name and called it Hair Sense. Um, so I recently started well not recently, two years ago I started locking my hair. And I've been looking for like little lock jewelry and just stuff that I could put in my hair. And I thought about maybe doing like hair scents, literally, where I might do a little gems that have lava beads with infusions of the oil that you can kind of have around with you instead oh. of on your wrist and send your hair. Hershing so that's hair. something I'm thinking about yeah like you know you gotta have your hair smelling good you know especially when when you, you you men come close to hug us or anything you gotta have that like Facts. you know Facts. you know. Yeah. so well and, and but- the- it's
0: just so innovative you know um i think a lot of people are trying to just find like m- different markets that have not been sort of like tapped and this is one <laughs> definitely that has not been tapped and um you guys are definitely innovative and just super duper smart <laughs> to jump you. on something you know, so see, quickly.
3: You know, see when it comes to our people, see we trying to overthink things, but if you just keep it simple, like, yep. uh, like we was talking before, like if you was like like a a fingernail clipper like you know so just keep it real simple like who does that like you know what I'm saying this. We don't. It, you don't necessarily have to overthink things let's keep it real simple and once you find one thing something else will stumble across you
0: that's right. very true
1: like you don't have to reinvent the wheel just make it run no
3: Yeah. and that's our problem that's our problem we try to do something brand new that's not how money works
1: right right
0: yeah no that's that's a good point because I'm like thinking through like all these like new inventions that I'm supposedly liking but like I'm I'm getting into, like, the essential oils myself now. Like, you know, I got a whole bunch of diffusers mm-hmm. and overwhelming bartender bin yes. with all the diffusers in the house. But I'm like, I want each <laughs> room to have a different vibe. And so... Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so amazing because, like, I don't know if it's placebo effect. I don't know if it's real. All I know is it changes my mood. So, like, when, the, when the lavender happens, I'm like, hey, I am ready to be calm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolute. So where do you guys get or do you guys make your essential oils for for your products or like you guys like outsource it? Like, how do you actually get the the flavors and like the testing to like this flavor goes with that flavor to to create these products?
2: Um, So, I mean, it started, uh, you know, quite a few years ago, because as we said before, we've, you know, we've done the incense fix for a while for ourselves, at least. So we've we actually get them from different vendors. We don't make them ourselves. But we've actually teamed up with like other vendors. We have, you know, quite a few depending on the oil um, that we want. And what we'll do is we'll typically just get a few. We'll sample them and we'll see how they make us feel. Um, some, sometimes when customers order, they do get a random scent that we're like, let's just see if they say something about it or like how they like it. Um, and then we'll just kind of ask for feedback on that and see how it makes people feel. Um, When it comes to the flavors, we usually just, you know, get a typical, you know, scent. You think about it. And then honestly, we give it a name. And then once you guys smell it, you just associate that fragrance with that name. Not even knowing. So um, it's no we don't we don't make them. We just do sample and we go spend a lot of time finding vendors who do oils and just kind of just, you know, see what we like.
0: Yeah, I like that. And so, like the ones you you sent us um, that are in our car right now is the lychee rose mm-hmm. and the pomegranate rose, and like that combination itself. I mean, like when I read it, I was like, "Oh, this tastes like a drink." Like it, I felt like it was going to be <laughs> something. I mean, I told you it throws the mm-hmm. hour. Um, and so <laughs> yes,
2: that's what it was for. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. And I'm actually really, really sorry that. The, the, the printer didn't put the little apostrophe. It was supposed to be pomegranate rose. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. And the lychee rose. So, those scents, we actually don't, no one has them except for you all because we couldn't just send you like new car, you know? Like, you guys are the rose hour podcast. Yay. So
0: I don't know if you hear that um, applause. We, we are
2: excited about that. We got our own scent. Right. You can give me so- like us and get what air scents, y'all. Right. <laughs> so one of the um, things that we actually do, like, so how we sent you all custom fresheners is we'll, we'll talk to the businesses and see what their business is about. So that way, the scents that you're offering your customers or your clients reflect your business true mm, and true. I like that. You know, it's like if you have a scent that no one else has, they can't go find this anywhere else. So now when they have it in their car, they're excited about it. If you have a new one, they're also excited about it. It just has them thinking of you and not just a car air freshener. They're like, hmm, this pomegranate, like they outdid themselves with this. Because where can you get a pomegranate air freshener from?
0: I'll tell you, I've not had one before, but I love it now.
1: (laughs) I haven't seen it at all.
2: So... So that's just a added little thing that we have for working with businesses um on just tailoring it specific to your business and you and yeah.
3: And and, and like you said, it's not just uh just smell good. It it, it changes the energy, it changes mm-hmm. everything in the room, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's really what it is. It changed the mood, it changed the energy, that's that's the purpose.
0: Yeah, no, I love
1: that. I had yeah. one more question I want to ask you guys. <clears throat> You know, yeah. going along your entrepreneur journey, right? What was your biggest challenge you guys faced? Mm. So far?
3: Wow! I would say this for for myself, and not to get too deep, but one of one of the toughest things is to sell to our people. Mm.
0: You ain't gotta say nothing more.
3: Yeah. I kind
1: of want to <laughs> so, elaborate on it though, because yeah. it is a good point. But I, I kind of want to hear your point of view on that. Okay, because
3: when it comes to our people, I know uh, everybody knows somebody who thinks they can do what you're doing. Mm. So the way we tried to come at it is, okay, one way we have to come at it is we have to add value some way they they can make money on their end, not just spending money on our end. Because if we do it that way, it's never going to work. Right. It's never going to work. So we tried to add value on their side and then once they're happy, hopefully you'll come back. And and that's how we try to approach. That's really the only way that that works so far. Cause every other way is it's tough. It's very, very tough.
2: But yes, I would say the hardest part has been um, actually launching our business and having people wanna actually support it. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's just the people that's around you that know you, that just feel like they don't want you to win I don't I don't want to say it like that but a lot of our business has been based off of strangers complete strangers yes. people that have found us from you know like I don't know seeing it up across somebody else or just happen to see it on Instagram or seeing somebody else's business that we did a custom for that was like oh so and so might have had it you know how do I get one or how do I get some um That so we're we're super grateful for all of the new people that we have met and all the new businesses that we were able to put the impact we were trying to make. Um, you know, for that. But the the most difficult even still to to current day is trying to get it into our circle of people, like people that we know.
3: See the crazy part, the crazy part is in in the beginning we was trying to give it away Mm. and our people for some reason, our people won't get it unless a value is attached to it. So, when we was trying to give it away, people didn't want it. But now they see that people are buying it. Now, they now want, they one. want it.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy how they work like that.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. I would just say, you know, there's some ventures that Bartender Ben has on the intra- entrepreneurship side, too, where I think, like, I just saw his face, like, in agreement <laughs> with you guys because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately right you can't even give it away when you're right. trying to get it off the ground and and get people no. who are supposed to be your circle uh, to support uh, and then all of a sudden random people are more supportive than the ones that do you from day one really sad.
3: that's weird that's weird It's weird and,
4: like
2: that. and then the easiest part is all people have to do is just share it like you just have to share it that's even it. if you're not gonna you know do anything else the least you could do is a share and that was that's also another thing that we noticed is that it, you, we, you we can share something that could be completely not relevant to nobody and it'll get shared but let you post your business and it won't get shared so you know and that's what, see, and
3: that also has value too. You don't you don't necessarily have to buy the product. You don't have to buy the product. Sharing the product is as good or maybe even better as buying it because if you don't have it, somebody else you're sharing it to might. And that's how that works.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, we we could talk to you guys all day cuz you're so amazing and I know the entrepreneurship side is, is something that a lot of people would love to get some insight from you guys. So love to have you guys back on, have you on our IG when we go back to doing our virtual happy hour on Thursday, join us there. Um, If you guys are able to, um, you guys are in Miami, Florida. So people in Florida definitely reach out, but you guys do shipping and all this other stuff. So how can people connect with you all
2: follow you and subscribe and everything else to support your business? So, you can find us at our website, of course, which is www.airsense.com. And that's H E I R S C E N T Z.com. You can also find us on Instagram at AirSense. Same thing, um, H E I R S C E N T Z. And of course, Facebook at AirSense car air fresheners. Um, even on Twitter at AirSense as well. So, type AirSense everything. Matter of fact, put it into Google and everything will pop up as well, too. That also helps us. So just type it in. All of our things will pop up. But yeah, um, airsense everything. Hey, I like the way you ended that. Airsense everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest way, so.
1: <laughs> and real yeah. quick, what is your guys' favorite rosé?
2: Um. Okay, so Oz doesn't drink, but uh, my favorite rosé that I tried to do... Uh, is one called Keen Rosé. Mm. It's um, it's a uh, like a rosé of the Cabernet Sauvignon. You Ooh. know, um, I know. I actually found it at a vegan grocery store. So, um, you know, because he's vegan and we shop at a vegan grocery store, they had a rosé and I decided to try it. and it's really, really nice. Um, I, I prefer to just, you know, put grapes in it, freeze it and then maybe have like a glass. I don't drink often, but... But well, when you do... Yeah, like right now. But right now, we're going
0: to have some. But yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I we're going to end after this. Okay, because you brought up something. I'm vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian my entire life. Okay. And I'm trying to go vegan. Um, were you guys like meat eaters that went vegan or you always have sort of lived that lifestyle?
2: Um, We could talk about this for hours, but if we shorten it up, he's completely vegan. He's raw vegan. He's been that wow. way for a years. 40- four years now. Um, Me, I'm vegan um, every now and then because I'll do it most often but every now and then I'll have like chicken or I'll try to have like beef or I'll have like shrimp. But for the most part, we're about, I'm about 70% vegan most times with him. Wow. Okay, yeah. We got to
0: talk about that because there's also a whole nother subculture of the vegan world. So that's our next episode with you guys.
4: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) One last thing. I know we, I know it's been like a thousand hours we've been talking, but really quick for everybody listening, please go to our website. We now offer a subscription package where you can get either Ooh. two fresheners every month or four fresheners every month delivered to your door. You can get two for five plus shipping. You can get four for 10 plus shipping. And we also have a few other bundles with like the incense and stuff, but you can like spend five bucks or 10 bucks, get some cool air fresheners delivered to you every month. Ooh. Um, yeah. And. We'll just go from there. and We'll recap and talk more. Yeah, it sounds like Martin and Ben pull up that website. We're about to get our subscription
0: on. Uh, yeah,
1: right. I like that idea. I right, love
0: it. right. I love a subscription. Now mm-hmm. I got subscriptions to things I don't even use. So right. yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: like that gym membership. Ah, oh, oh, uh, one day I'll go. <laughs> Well, thank you, Shanae and Oz. We want to say thank you again because this has been so amazing so awesome. You guys are so just innovative. I love it. And we cannot wait to get more incense and order them for you from you guys. Follow, 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 friends. Do that. Yes.
2: Follow today. Do that. We are so... We are so thankful for you having us. Sorry, again, bartender Ben, have a great birthday. Yes, and, thank um, Until you. next time. Yes, yes. And, cheers.
3: And just a little gem, just just a little gem for, for you to have the same birthday as, as Neighborhood Nip is big.
2: It's
1: huge. That is true. Well, well is technically, technically, my birthday is tomorrow. I'm on the 16th. So oh. close enough. Yeah. But, oh. you it's know, the weekend, close to them. Right, right. I have the same birthday as uh, Elvis and I want to say Madonna, I believe.
0: Look at that. Oh, they can have that. All right. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well again, guys, thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Bye. Pew yes, so Be you. safe. Thanks, Shanae and Oz. I mean, why can't T-shirts be the new trees of air fresheners? Right? <laughs> we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're gonna hear from Malik of Vice Wines. Pew! friends it's Renee here at the Rosé Hour and guess what you guys this winemaker company uh, extraordinaire is so amazing um it's vice wines which for me it's everything in a bottle and there's so many different types of rosé they're all delicious and the man the myth the legend behind it he's here with us today Malik Armani
4: hi Renee thank you for having me
0: no thank you for joining us we're so excited because i've been seeing all the promotions and uh advertisements for your wine and it's so amazing and delicious thank you yeah so how did you get started like in the wine industry
4: Um, I started in the wine industry at the age of 17. I uh, graduated high school at the age of 16 in Morocco, and I went to a med school in Senegal, Africa. Um, I did the first year there, and I realized that I didn't really want to be a doctor. Um, (laughs) And I was into the wine business. So um, I moved to New York at the age of 17, and um, I uh, started in the restaurant industry where I kind of worked my way up and by the age of 21 i um i uh, got a job as a distributor for Diageo Moa Hennessy two of uh the two of uh, the most um famous uh wine mm. and liquor company in the world yes. so um i did the on-premise for them in new york so i kind of worked with uh, restaurants hotel bars and clubs um in new york um or i would say exclusively manhattan for uh, almost 10 years wow so um yeah so during my time with them i was with them for 116 months of employment 112 of those 116 i was a top performer so i kind of did really well um at distribution but during those 10 years i um I got involved into into uh, importing wine as well while I was working for a distributor, and um, I quickly realized that the wines I really like are the wines that I cannot afford, which are the Napa, (laughs) which are the Napa Valley wines. So I got kind of obsessed with Napa, and I started traveling. Uh, to Napa every weekend, like uh, it's Friday morning, I'll take a flight from New York. I'll, I'm in Napa for the weekend. I take a red eye back. Monday, I'm back to work like nothing happened. So it kind of became like a vice in a way uh, where I um, I got obsessed with Napa. And then everything really um, came together when I was in, uh, I, I took a trip to France one July about six years ago, and uh, I drove through France from Paris to Champagne region, through Burgundy, through Rhone, all the way to South of France, where the Rosés are, you know, are, where you know, South of France is really famous for Mm Rosé, and um, I realized that Rosé, you know, French is my first language, by the way, so I realized that Rosé just means pink in French, Mm. And the wines from South of France really just mean mean that you're drinking pink wines. So it sparked this kind of idea of why are we in the U.S. drinking so much pink wine from South of France and there isn't an American Mm -hmm. wine brand that is known for rosé. So Mm. I looked into it and I said, well, why can't it be me? So yeah. And, um, you know, um, I couldn't think of a better region, wine region to uh, start making rosé than Napa Valley, as it's one of the most prestigious wine wine regions in the world. And uh, there's so many grape varietals in Napa um, that that was it. That was the that was the trigger point for uh, us to uh, start the vice. That's how everything started. Because it was your
0: vice.
4: <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. I got a lot of vices, though. Wine is my number one vice, but I do have a lot of vices.
0: Listen, I mean, there's a bottle you have. I think it's your Savion Blanc that has yep. all these like items on it. So it's like wine bottles, cars, marijuana yep. leaf. Like,
4: yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> these are God. all my vices. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. I love it. So, yeah, we, we literally when we're looking at your bottle, we were like, oh, my God, like, this is my vice. This is my vice. And I feel like, did you do that so people could purposely, like, while they're drinking this bottle, can talk about their vices and point to the ones that they identify with? Because yeah. it's I, so I, awesome.
4: Absolutely. Actually, when you open every single bottle of the vice wine, doesn't matter if it's white, rosé, or red, the cork says, what's your vice? So yes. it's uh, it's meant to start a conversation And whether it's a business meeting or family gathering, we found that every time you start talking about vices, it's kind of fun of a conversation. So, um, yeah. So we talk a lot about vices.
0: So you have vice wines has a lot of, uh, wines. So I know there's like the three rosés that we've tried, which was like the Savion Blanc. Uh, there was a California, a blend. And then there was a pride blend. um, Could you talk more about like the differences between the three and then like what other wines do you make?
4: Sure. So um, when it comes to rosé, our flagship is a Pinot Noir rosé. So we make a rosé from Pinot Noir. So it's 100 percent Pinot. And um, we really just let once we pick the grapes and crush them, we let it sit in its own skin for about. Uh, two hours or so, and then we take the skin out to get that beautiful pink color. If you leave it overnight, uh, Pinot Noir, and Noir means black, it really, like, the wine will turn into uh, to a red wine over over or overnight or over time. It will turn what we know is a Pinot Noir as a red wine. Um, so that's the flagship of what we do. The Pinot Noir Rosé, what's really interesting about it is that uh, we make it in a very bone-dry style, which means it has 0.0 grams of zero sugar, completely dry. The wow. wine has no sugar at all. Oh. Um, and the reason why I do that, because we kind of actually, we make all our all our wines are dry. They're still very flavorful. People taste them and they're like, oh my God, it's so fruity and sweet. I'm like, it's fruity, not sweet. Yeah. The sweetness comes from the fruit character, but there's actually no sugar in the wine at all. And the reason why I do that, because, I kind of have to go out and drink a lot of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> sugar is what gives you a hangover. It's not alcohol. It's, yeah. uh, it's typically the sugar. So that's, so that's our flagship, the Pinot Noir Rosé. We, we did this year a Sauvignon Blanc Rosé. Um, and that's a kind of, you know, Sauvignon Blanc is a white wine grape. But um, to make it pink, we actually added uh, 2% of Cabernet to it and 1% of Malbec. And to be honest with you, Renee. Um, you saw the bottle. It has a lot of vices on it. It has a marijuana leaf. But if you want to hear a funny story, that Sauvignon Blanc was not meant to be a rosé. It was actually, we were supposed to bottle it back in December and uh, my boy Jose, which smokes a lot of weed at the winery, accidentally started um, pouring, um, moving Cabernet from barrel to the Sauvignon Blanc tank, not realizing there was wine in it. So, um, yeah, it wasn't much. It was just like a few gallons into a large chunk of Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, we were like, oh, my God, look at that color. It's beautiful pink, but it's a Sauvignon Blanc. So it is a Sauvignon Blanc, but it looks pink and it tastes like a Sauvignon Blanc. But it's so um, pretty. <laughs> thank you.
0: It's so pretty. And I love what you did. And like, you know... You made lemonade, literally, <laughs> <laughs> out of that yeah. what could have been seen as a lemon. So that's pretty awesome. And then, like, it's like it was supposed to happen. So kudos to you, because it's fantastic.
4: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Renee. Thank you. Yeah, so, we do make a lot of other wines at Device. You asked me how many what other wines we make. We make a little bit of everything from Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet, Pinot Noir, Malbec, um, so many other varietals. In fact, um, we produce um, we we produce almost uh, twenty thousand cases a year. So we are not a small producer. We are in the top fifteen percent of producers by volume in Napa, and um, we make a lot of wine. That's for sure.
0: Wow! I cannot wait until COVID is over or whatever happens where people can travel again because I still so yes. cannot wait to come to Napa. Like. I Yeah, just just get your couch ready. We're coming.
4: <laughs> <laughs> sure, you're welcome.
0: Because, like, you know, I, I hear a lot of things that are coming out of Napa now. And yeah. a lot of the wines are starting to be a little similar now. But, like, yours uh, is definitely different. How do you make sure that, like, you're sort of, like, leading in this industry and creating sort of new rosés uh, and wines that are, you know... With the ever-changing palettes that people
4: have, yeah, um, you know everything that we do, Renee is about simplicity. We don't blend things. We don't add anything to the wine. We don't take anything off from the wine. Um, everything we do is really just um, organic and natural. So um, our our winemaking style is very French. We always like go back to traditional French winemaking style when we making wine, but. Uh, once, uh, we, once, we have the, once we harvest the fruit and ferment it and turn it into wine, from there we really just leave it as is, as a pure expression of the grape varietal and the terroir and the soil and the climate where it comes from. So that's what makes us uh, different from a lot of people in Napa. We actually don't do much to the wine, just leave it as is. We don't mess with it.
0: That's a good thing. Sometimes like, let greatness be left alone. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: So, with with all that's happening in the world, with COVID, yeah. with protests, with just every everything that we thought could go wrong, that's going wrong. How yeah. how is it impacting your business? Because one thing that we like to talk about is sort of like supporting small businesses and entrepreneurship. Um, I'm a lobbyist here in D.C. for small business owners. And, uh, you know, I lobby Congress all the time with the PPP loans and, you know, the uh, emergency relief funds and all of that for small business owners and trying to make sure it's better. Um, But like I love to hear more about like how things are impacting people and more specifically during this time um, with all the things that states and the feds are doing. How how are you impacted? And then we'll get into. How can people purchase?
4: (laughs) Sure. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you so much for all you do, Renee, um, outside of the Rosé podcast. Thank you so much for that and your support of small business. Um, With what's happening right now in the world, I'll tell you what happened. Alcohol consumption went up, went up a lot. And it's, you know, and if I look at the second half of the year versus the first half, just based on where we are and the election and everything, I feel like people are going to drink more. Oh, yeah. However, <laughs> however, you know, just not in the wine business and wine spirits and, and, the, and beer, I will say in the, in the alcohol industry as a whole, the smaller brands um, and the boutique, the craft, they're suffering because a lot of the, you know, once the COVID hit, um A lot of most people really just went for those big box brands or those safe choices, basically just calling out brands they've heard of or they've had in the past mm-hmm. versus continuing that discovery and looking for good wines and good value. Um So that kind of hurt the smaller producers uh, nationally, to be honest with you. It's, uh, you know, everybody's. I mean, most of small producers in the wine, beer, and spirits industry are kind of fighting for survival. So I highly encourage everyone to, um, you know, well, they're at home or, you know, they're with family members enjoying a glass of wine or a beer or whatever spirits of choice to continue supporting small business. We kind of need you now more than ever. Yes. yes. The sales <laughs> are up and people are drinking more, but please. Um, you know, support small business and especially local.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the key, local small business, because it's great to support a small business. Say if you're like in Kentucky um, and you want to support small businesses in New York, but the smaller businesses in Kentucky probably need more money than New York because of volume as well as people. Um, Absolutely. So local is real. Um, how can people uh, purchase some Vice Wines?
4: Well, um, That's uh, it's it's our website. They can use uh, Rosé our Podcast as a discount Ooh. code, and that will give them 25% off. You
0: better go uh, today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah, or if uh, we are also available in retail in certain states like New York, Florida, and Michigan. So, yeah. Um, just um look for look at look for us at your uh, local retailer, but uh, uh, we are always available online and we ship to uh, most of uh, the country where it's legal uh, over forty states.
0: Yes, and that's another thing too. I think people do not understand about shipping and distribution within the wine industry and like one, importing wines, there's tariffs alone on that. But then also moving uh, wine throughout the country, there's also state laws and even county laws where it prevents people from purchasing. So... That definitely is something that we're working to fight for as well, because everyone should be able to buy and support, you know, wh- whoever is in the country making wine. It's delicious. Why, why should we not?
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for that, Renee. Yeah, every state in the United States has different liquor laws. And that has been since uh, the repeal of prohibition. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, kind of interesting. Literally, every state has different laws and within some, the same states. As you said, a lot of counties have, have different rules and laws. The fun part about going to our website and ordering wine direct with us is that you get to bypass the middleman, which is basically the retailer, the distributor, uh, and sometimes importer in the case. So you get the wine direct delivered to what? your doorstep at the wholesale price. So um, it's you know it's a win-win for everybody in a way.
0: It, everybody's winning. Take the middleman out. Sometimes,
4: just <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: the middleman is a small business owner, but we need to take about out with getting direct, direct to door sales of your liquor on <laughs> your yep. wine and alcohol. So, yeah, totally agree. So, I got two, three questions, technically, because now Please. I'm like curious. What are your three vices? Top three vices. <laughs>
4: Ooh! Uh, top three vices why number one yes. two triathlon I'm, a, I'm I am in the uh, yeah I'm in team USA uh amateur so basically age groupers uh, uh, for triathlon so swim bike run I compete and I represent the United States in the world championships um I was supposed to do, do triathlon uh, world championship this year but with uh, COVID it got pushed until next year and my third advice is marijuana I'm yes. not a big smoker but I love edibles
0: oh my god okay so this is something people probably don't know much about me I, I, I do edibles and I did one yesterday and I was like oh my god this is delicious <laughs> And I well, do I got to
4: send you some then. Uh, please,
0: <laughs> please. Um and my favorite are like anything that's fruity. <laughs> yes. So, we have some vices in common except for that triathlon thing. But that's super <laughs> cool because I want to I want to be able to do something like that. How did you Okay, we're going to go on a little tangent. Sure. How did you get yeah. into that? And then also, are you in the marijuana industry because I would love to know more about that too.
4: <laughs> sure. Um, so I grew up in Morocco, where um, marijuana, or say hash, is like a, a national pride. Almost, it's like um, it's like a national treasure in a way. Uh, so I kind of grew up um, experimenting with edibles um, at a young age, and um, I've always used them. To be quite frank with you. Not to just for recreational, I actually used um edibles marijuana as um, I don't want to say performance enhancer because a lot of people will laugh at that. No, but. I agree because that's why I do it,
0: <laughs> it's so I can focus.
4: Yes, that's the thing. So I do it really just to um beat the competition, work uh, 16 hours a day, or go for a long bike ride, or like uh, maybe like a a long run or a long swim and not feeling, uh, not getting that boredom or getting that distraction that typically sometimes you yes. can get. I'm so not in edibles my head. Feel, yeah.
0: I get out of my head. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They help me focus very a lot. So that's the reason why I uh, take uh, um, medical marijuana.
0: Yeah, I'm here for that. And I believe in it. And I also believe in like letting people out with those drug offenses so that they can get back to doing the great work that they did back in the 80s and 90s if they were just selling marijuana because now it's a big business and we were locking people up for it before. So it's sort of, it's just... It's crazy. It's mind-blowing.
4: It really is.
0: So it Uh, sounds like we have more vices in common because it sounds like you want to help fight for this too.
4: Yeah. And you asked me if I'm in the business. I am... um, not really in the business because i'm not selling but i do make um i do infuse so basically we grow um marijuana napa that we end up infusing into a single um plot of land um olive oil so we kind of grow olive oil also in napa so i take like olive oil from a specific plot of land Mm -hmm. and um Take olives and turn them into olive oil, and take that olive oil and infuse it with, um, you know, sativa or indica, whatever I'm looking to uh, accomplish. And um, yeah, I I um, share it with friends and <laughs> I consume yeah. it.
0: Well, I, I'm telling you, we're coming to Napa uh, sooner than you think.
4: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> You know, Napa is uh, 100% capacity this weekend. Two weekends ago, it started picking up uh-huh. out of nowhere. We were almost at 60% capacity two weekends ago. And this weekend, we're completely booked. Wow. All hotels, restaurants. So it, um, Napa is back up and running. And the beauty about it is that everybody's taking the, the, you know, the virus very seriously. So everybody's mm-hmm. extra cautious. And uh, we didn't really get affected in Napa by the virus. Uh, we didn't go on quarantine because the whole industry was deemed essential. Yes. So uh, we stayed open and we worked. Uh, we didn't have a week off, to be honest with you. And You probably um,
0: had to work double time.
4: <laughs> we actually, yes, we did.
0: <laughs> I know we me did. personally and my liquor, you know, purchases have increased. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow that is amazing so my other question is Thank how you. can people connect with you uh,
4: Mal- at Malik Amrani or Malik Amrani M-A-L-E-K my real name is Malik people call it Malik because it's spelled with an E mm. not an I yeah uh, so M-A-L-E-K M-A-M-R-A-N-I uh, that's my full name or at thevicewine.com
0: yes and then also on social media they can follow you at thevicewines too correct yep Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. Follow. 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 Today, they have great content. Thank you. you Here, right use our code Rose Hour to get twenty five percent off, y'all. That is amazing. If you don't use that, then something's wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just what I feel. Um, and then also, I like to ask people this as the last question: What is your favorite rose?
4: Um, the favorite rose is the Pinot Noir Rose. Our flagship. Yes, it is delicious. Um, I, thank you. I drank a lot of it. I, I I enjoy a lot of it. For a rosé that is not mine that I don't make, my favorite rosé. This is going to sound weird to you. It's actually Mexican. Uh, it's called. Uh, it's from Casa Madero, and it's uh, the oldest uh, winery in North America. It was established in 1698, and they make a rosé out of Cabernet Sauvignon, which is pretty rare. What?
0: I'm going to have to try this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I love any, to be honest, I love anything Mexican, whether it's food, Coca-Cola. I mean, everything. No, when you have the option to get a regular Coke or a Mexican Coke, I want one from Mexico, please.
4: (laughs) Yes, please.
0: (laughs) So I know that that rosé must be delicious. Thank awesome. you. Yes, it is. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Malik, we are so thankful uh, that you gave us some time today to talk about your amazing rosé and wine um, and also like your triathlon and CBDs and marijuana, all the amazing things that make everyone so happy about the vices that they choose. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rone, for all you do. Thank you for uh, having me today. It, it's really an honor chatting with you and um, sharing my story to um to your
0: listeners well I appreciate it and don't worry we'll be at Napa sooner than you think
4: <laughs> can't wait to host you
0: <laughs> thanks Malik cheers
4: <laughs> thanks a lot cheers Everybody uh. rose, no. rose,
0: wow rose. such a great interview Malik and thank you so much for being another black entrepreneur business owner in the wine industry how cool is that so awesome Want to thank both of our guests Well actually all three of our guests Shanae and Oz of Air Sense And Malik of Vice Wines Want to thank bartender Ben As well as Angeline and Magdalene I know right The names rhymes I don't know It just happened <laughs> Want to thank all of you for listening every week You know we are almost at our 30th episode And we could not have done this without you So thank you don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us on all social media platforms. The Rosie Hour podcast. We even got a TikTok, y'all. So come on and TikTok with us. I mean, none of the crazy dancers yet because I am an 80s baby. So... We dance <laughs> Anywho we can't wait to Celebrate our 30th episode with you Next week don't forget to follow again Like subscribe tell your Friends tell three or four of Family members and don't forget to Sip rosé because everything is Going to be okay pew, pew, pew. Until next week friends Cheers